welcome, welcome to episode number 61 of the Eve's Drop Podcast, Quarantine Edition. That's right. Team Owners Edition. We have the Honorable Ben Spoont from the Misfits Mutineers Mayhem Familia from Miami. Did I get get all that right? It's all there. It's all there. (laughs) Good. Um, I want to let you guys know that this episode is brought to you by both Hims and DoorDash. And I'll tell you guys a little bit more about them in the middle of the video or somewhere around that part. Um, It's made it super difficult, Ben, for me to continue to create this podcast because from the beginning of its inception, I always wanted this podcast to be an in-person conversation. You know what I mean? Yep. Somewhere where we can we can connect our chakras. Uh, I just made that up because I was watching something a long time ago, and it just yeah, you know what you know how it goes. Oh uh, yeah, I agree. In person uh, is always better, I think. It is. So, you and I met in New York about four years ago. Four years mm-hmm. ago, uh, at, at the, like synop- at like a synopsis event, maybe was it for the, the three, first time? Three A's or synopsis? I don't even know. Four A's? What's yeah. It? synopsis i don't know one of those one Maybe. of those uh so it was you my man marty laser yeah. chickens yeah. and uh and my boy dan chacon uh our yeah. agent we were having some pizza some super pizza are you from where are you from originally i'm from down here in florida okay you are from florida all right let me let me start out let's uh let's get started and then we'll, we'll continue on that story um who are you today ben spoons who are you today hmm. Uh, today, where I am today is like a, a, a master navigator. You know, okay. It's interesting because, as you know, like these these teams and everything gets so big and you have a lot of people around you and hopefully you have a lot of good people around you. And you're just at this point, I'm, I'm more of like uh, an, an empowerer of good people. It's kind of what I've transitioned into rather than a doer of all things, a jack of all trade, because I've I found it hard for us with three brands and, and all these different teams to really manage everything. And so I, I've, I'm now this, you know, master of none, jack of all manager, if you would, of good people and empowering them. That's kind of who I've transitioned into rather than a, a doer of everything. Man, I need, I but, need, yeah. But there are still aspects of this business that I love getting into, like into the weeds. And that's obviously on the competitive side with the players. The negotiation with players is mainly all handled with me. Trades, transfers, any types of big acquisitions or or selling of a player. Uh, I love that shit. Yeah, I do too. I like the playing of the video games more than anything. I like the filming of the videos more than anything. But well, you know, for the last 10 years, I've been on this <laughs> sort of run where I had to do what, what everybody else is doing as well, you know? Dude, when I so when we first started, we were in uh, League of Legends only, mm-hmm. and my days back then were filled with playing League of Legends, like three to four hours a day. With uh, have you have you ever spoken with Barry Edelweiss? Uh, no, I think he's now with Evolved with Ryan Morrison and that group. Um, player rep, they do a lot of he he reps a lot of Overwatch guys, um, but I'd play a lot of League. And now I'm lucky. The only games I'm playing this, these days are Skylanders Trap Team with my six-year-old on his Xbox. Um, 
it's unfortunate that those days are, are past, at least for me. But yeah. I agree that that's the best. So what's uh what was a daily life for you before this? Like, do, do you have an office at home or do you have a do you guys have uh, uh, like a like an office space? Like, how does how does the Misfits world work? Yeah. So so uh, I do have an office at home. However, my wife, as the queen, uh, as she as she is, has commandeered it because she's a psychologist ah. and she's been seeing her patients virtually uh, on Zoom and all those on those platforms from home. So she's taken the home office. We do have a big office space, um, temporary office space here in South Florida. And also we're building an 18,000 square foot office space, which should be ready. I know it's a little unfortunate of the timing of that being yeah. happening, but, uh, that's going to be done. They say the end of July. Okay. Ready for occupancy. Wow. That's so, so dope. And, and it's in South Florida. Like we're, we're about, yeah, and, in Boca Raton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like it, man. So, so we're everyone's operating basically from home. We've got our our players can use our current facilities now because as you know, those guys are like family units mm-hmm. regardless. So they've all been quarantining together, especially the Overwatch League guys. Uh, so those guys are coming in and out of the office, but me and my 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 main center now here is here at home. Uh, How about man. you? Well, I have the hex quarters and I have uh, my my home and we are six minutes apart. So, you know, when, when this began, we told each other, uh, me and the players, the, the COD players uh, mostly and the, and the content creators that we weren't going to be going out and, and, and just, you know, going about it. If we were going to be able to create content, everybody had to quarantine uh, mm-hmm. and take all proper precautions to be able to do that. You know, so we did and we, we were able to do it. Right. We even have this like line behind that line that you see right here. That's six feet apart from here. And every station mm. here is six part six feet apart from each other. So we went above and beyond to just make sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think for what for what it's worth, everybody quarantined themselves, did the responsible thing. Not that it changed their life, you know, by a lot because they didn't go out sure. anyway, aside from a dinner, a team dinner, like once a week or something. But aside from that, it was just, you know, one, one of those things where we just sort of were used to this thing. Um, That's right. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I, you know, having having the office space or having the hex quarters so close to my house makes it easier for me to be able to say, all right, I can run in there and get whatever I need, bring it back home and vice versa. Right. Uh, Matt, my, my right hand man, camera guy, do it, doer of all things brings, you know, if I need anything on the way home, cause my house is on the way to his house, he'll bring something by if I need it. But again, it's one of those things where you try to be socially responsible, right? It's not about you, you selfish punks. It's about mm-hmm. the people around you who are the weak ones, right? We protect the weak right. as always. So, I don't know. I, I I don't see any issue with the wearing of the mask. I have one. I have actually I bought a whole bunch of them with like designs and shit. Uh, I don't know. I do it because I'm socially conscious and want to. The thing is this: here in Texas, man, here in Texas, you get looked weird either way. Yes. If you're not wearing it, you're an asshole. If you're wearing it, oh, I can't believe you're falling for that asshole. Oh, you know? oh yeah, Texas is its own unique beast. Yeah, we, we're going to separate from the United States and do our I own uh, Texit. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. It's I know. big it's enough. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, let's uh, let's get into it, man. Who were you when you started all this? Mm. I was this... I would say shaky, unknown entrant into this space where there were legends like yourself um, who had pre-existed and honestly welcomed me with open arms into the industry. 
How old were you? How old were you at the time? Uh, so it was, it was four and a half years ago. So 29. Okay. Uh, 28, 29. Same. I started and, same, same time. And we just really started with a League of Legends Challenger Series team. I mean, literally, we we bought that team from Monte Cristo and Chris Badawi from the origins of their their riot, you know, issues. They had obviously the spot in NALCS, but then they had these five guys. It was like Selfie, Wisdom, Yuki, Dreams. They had these five guys. Um, player contracts and they qualified for what was then the eu challenger series circuit uh and we we acquired that spot and first cycle we got first split got it promoted to lcs and from there we just kind of you know blew up all right let's jump back five years from mm, there before what, this yeah before yeah, who, yeah who were you before this let's start there so it's actually it's interesting. i, I want to know I, your origin story you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I like about. It. So I get to know people. I get to ask questions, and that's that's where that's where it gets so, interesting. So let's let's go back. So high school sweethearts with my current wife. So we went to high school together. Uh, been dating together since we've been seventeen. Haven't broken up one day. Uh-huh. So we're going on you know sixteen, seventeen years, something crazy like that, which is wild. That's awesome. And man. then. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And we then, we went to college together at Duke in North Carolina. And then we moved up to Boston for six years while she was getting her, her PhD, psychology. And when I was in Boston, I was doing banking. And it was, you know, a miserable banking life. What kind and of banking? So, uh, on buy side, equity research banking. Oh, okay. So basically... Uh, I was working for the Bank of New York, um, which was acquired by Mellon, or it was working for Mellon Corporation, which was which was bought by Bank of New York, and they merged. And then, so I was doing research on stocks, healthcare stocks, technology stocks, energy stocks, uh, and that life was really boring and also long hours. Although I would say probably working more hours now, but yeah. I'm loving what I'm doing now. So a little bit different. So after I stopped that, I went to work for uh, actually my my in-laws, who are also co-founders uh, with me on this business. They're not involved operationally day-to-day, but they are co-founders of the business. They've actually had a long history in media and entertainment space. So I worked with them as my... <laughs> little Ben. What's his name? As Little Ben comes in. Asher. Asher, you want to come say hi? Or you just want to hang out? <laughs> just want to hang out just so you guys know ben warned that that uh that his son might might come in and i said absolutely that, look i, I i'm a, I'm a family man first like anything else i, I said no problem i'm, I'm with yeah, it 100%. there he is there he is so and there he goes i'm in his room mm-hmm. uh, hiding out so we you know i went to go work for uh, and with them on some of their businesses and from there it was kind of the entrepreneurial spirit was more born Mm -hmm. and i also did uh from there i also co-founded a pet industry product oh my god go on it's a it's a it was a company called flush puppies which sold flushable dog poop bags oh my god that's so smart 
Wow. Okay, yeah, go on. You have all these dogs taking craps. In I have houses. I have seven of them. So yeah, I I yeah. get it. Wow. So dogs take craps, and what do you do with it? What do you pick it up with? You pick it up with a plastic bag, or you pick it up with your hands with a paper towel, and you run to the toilet. That that, that process seems a little bit messy uh, to me. And so we found, if you think about a lot of times, uh, you swallow a Tylenol gel cap or something like a gel cap. It's a, yeah. it's actually a plastic film that you're swallowing. Yeah. Your body then breaks it down because of the temperature and then the medicine disperses. So that same type of compound, we were able to integrate into a dog poop bag. Yeah. Which was septic and sewer safe. And, you know, we grew that business really big. We were going to the the trade shows every year. We were in PetSmart, Pet Supermarket, Amazon, you know, the whole shebang. We had other offshoots of the bags. We had had a bag called Clean Paws, which was a – a fully recite it was made out of 100% recycled plastics um so the whole eco-conscious eco-friendly uh the whole eco-friendly eco-conscious route uh we did that uh for quite some time and then sold that business off dude and so that, after selling that business yeah uh went into esports dude hello asher how are you okay good good uh who's your favorite uh team in video games. Your dad's team? team? What team? <laughs> it's Which your one, team though? too. Yeah, I know. Which one? Misfits, Mayhem, or Mutineers? Mutineers. Yes. Mutineers. Call of Duty. Call of Duty, Call of Duty wins. All so right. What's your favorite game though? Quickly, tell them. What's your favorite game? What are you playing right now? <laughs> Skylanders, right? All right, go play. Here, give me that thing. You're going to keep it? Okay. Well, good right. thing I got another one. Yeah, so so that's awesome. Well, f- well, first of all, when you said pet industry immediately, I'm like, ah, oh, because my, my wife is like super into that. She's coming up with some, some products herself. Uh, and I was – dude, when you said disposable bags, I just imagined – now, I will say this, okay? We have seven dogs. We have a, we have a big backyard, big space, so it's no, nobody's on top of each other, and we, we keep a clean household. Now, that aside, I see her out there picking up poop. We have a poop service that comes in. They're like, poop, po- oh, sure. Yeah, poop service that comes in, picks up the, the, the poop, takes it out, disposes of it. But when you said that, I'm like, why why has why did it – so tell me what uh, – what Flushable the, dog poop bag. Yeah, which mean, makes the most sense. No, there's nothing to think about. It's the most common sense shit there is. Shit there is. We we should have been on Shark Tank with that thing. Yeah, man. Well, look, congrats on the sale of that. Uh, I've never seen it. What's the, can you say the the name of it? Is it still around? Uh, they're called flush puppies. I'm not sure if they're still around. Someone used someone bought it for the intellectual property of the mm-hmm. bags. So yeah. I'm not sure what they're doing with it quite now. Uh, it's been four. It's been that's been six years. So I haven't really kept up with it. Dude. Uh, but you can probably still find them on either Amazon or, or at your local stores. Flush puppies. Yeah, oh it's pretty my wild. god! Did you retain any equity in that? Do you still get? No, nothing. We we sold it out fully. Oh man, that's awesome, man! Congrats. That's such a good idea. I just. All right, so inventor dogs poop on in in your house. I mean, what are you gonna do? Wasn't the, the, what was the movie with Adam Sandler and was it Jack Black that uh, they invented mm-hmm. a spray that that made poop disappear like it dissolved it no, i don't remember that one. you gotta watch it it's so good 
uh, I'm not gonna ruin it for you. You gotta watch it. If if anybody in the on watching this knows, put put the name of the of the movie in the in the comments section down below. So you sell this company about six years ago. What were you playing video games? Like, how did you come across this yeah, weird I mean, ass always, world that is esports? Yeah. So always was playing video games growing up. Wow, it worked. It melted. All right, buddy. Okay. See ya. <laughs> uh, so always grew up playing video games, part of the Halo generation, the Tony Hawk generation, Doom, you know, the some of the original games really were the foundation. GoldenEye, Soul Calibur, uh, a lot of classics. Although I think Soul Calibur, you can now, they have it as a, uh, as a game you could play still. Yeah. Uh, so grew up playing video games. Halo was really the first game that really hooked me uh, into college. Always followed professional Halo, uh, which brings me back a little bit to Ogre 2, who's now our, our Mutineers uh, GM, mm -hmm. uh, the GOAT. And so, uh, but always followed this thing, people watching other people play video games, right? And before it was really mainstream, we were always reading about this thing called esports in a lot of media trade magazines. Right. And so what I really did was the, the God's honest truth is when the whole thing went down in with Riot, with NALCS, with those three teams, I guessed what, what went not down? very hard. What went down? Well, when when Riot removed three teams in North American League of Legends back in 2016, mm -hmm. it was like team tdk or renegades and somebody else they they made them they made themselves including monty and 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 chris Badali with monty with renegades which hastro and envious bought that spot mm -hmm. and then we um i literally cold emailed brandon beck who's the co-founder of riot games with mark merrill I put in, I just guessed the syntax of their email, which is not very hard, mm -hmm. um, and said, hey, you know, my family and I would like, would be really very much interested in acquiring a spot in League of Legends. Could you please connect us with these groups that have to sell their teams? He wrote back saying that he was in China and that he was forwarding my email to someone who forwarded it, who forwarded <laughs> it, who forwarded it. And eventually they put me in touch with, with Chris Badawi. Yeah. And we, um, I'll, be, I'll be done soon. And we uh, negotiated for the, the the buying of their spot in Europe. Mm -hmm. And that's really was, it started from a cold email. How, how did Brandon you, back. how did you come so on the trade magazines or whatever, like the, what was it about it? Was it the audience, the numbers? Like the what? audience. Yeah, it was just like this thing about this audience growth year after year after year after year of it growing and growing and growing. And, you know, with with our background, at least with my, my in-laws background in the media space, you know, the value of media rights and advertising and sponsorship, that's really what drove the interest. We also had through... Um, through some exposure to some investments, uh, some more other interesting insight into. Oh, it has wax. Yeah, uh, has some. <laughs> I lo uh, I love kids, dude. There's so it's like this got waxed, Dad. I I, I remember yeah. being that that kid too. You know, just walking in like, Dad, I got shit oh on my, my hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Asher, go chill. Go play some games or drink some water. Um, 
so yeah, so we, we knew a little bit about the industry, but knew nothing about the operational aspects of it. Nothing. Couldn't have told you the first thing about how you got five guys to come together to play a game. Um, knew nothing about that. Just knew about it. And we bought that team and brought on you know, some good people to help me operate it. And I really just, I soaked in everything I could for the first, I mean, I'm still learning everything. Uh, like Call of Duty is a yeah. new, Call of Duty is a new scene for me, um, personally. And I'm learning as much as I can from people like you. Uh, as much as I can, as like you just said, we're, we're always learning. Uh, but the first real year or so of the business was really learning. Man, that's that that to me. These origin stories make it. I, I don't even know how I came across. I think I saw Halo on USA Today or something, and I was just or on USA, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this, this is like an actual thing here." I always knew about competitive video games. I just never something sparked my interest in it, and you know, went full force since then. Um, obviously, with with the way that you guys have have entered the space and then done all the appropriate maneuvers to get into like the major the major um you know esports obviously right you have uh, league of legends overwatch and now call of duty what is it about the franchise model that that made it super cool for you <laughs> he's not gonna leave us alone i did warn you when you when you asked me to join i was like yeah. listen I'm, I'm i'm at home and this kid is gonna definitely interrupt yeah um all right, we're going to let Ben take a quick break. In the meantime, we're going to give a huge shout-out to our sponsors, Hims and DoorDash. Hims, as you guys know, has been part of the podcast for a very long time. We certainly appreciate their continued support, uh, especially in times like these where we want to make the best content possible, and we are doing it by all means necessary. In the words of the great Casey Neistat, never let perfection get in the way of good enough. With that said, uh, we, we, we have to pay attention to this website, okay, as a male. 40 years young, you have to take into account that your skin and everything else in between or inside of it may not necessarily go according to the plan or the way that you felt your entire life. Hair loss, ED, erectile dysfunction, uh, skin care, the works. If you go to 4 uh, you can you can take take your pick of different things. Hair loss, I'm good with that. Skin care, however, that's something that I do take care of and I do pride myself in being able to stay looking young as ever. They don't call me the 40-year-old phenom for nothing. So what's the problem? What's the combination man face but they don't want to talk about? Think long and hard. Right, forty percent of men. Listen to the stat: forty percent of men by the by the age of forty struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. Why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing at all when they can turn instead to medicine and science? Expensive pills, injections where no man wants an injection. Ooh, I can't imagine that. Uh, they they share. You know, they, why 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 do all that? Right? If you go to forhams.com. Right, you could discover a tiny pill worthy of a big celebration. Okay, the solution is forhims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Okay, period and a story. Skin care for me is the one thing that I do. I wash my face with cold water at night, and in the morning when I'm taking a hot steamy bath, I apply the lotion immediately after that, right? Like I got these 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 wrinkles here, the the crow's feet as they call it. They could be worse, but they're not. I like them. I've lived a very fun life with lots of smiles and lots of laughter. So what was I supposed to expect besides these happy lines, right? If you try hymns today, 
by starting out with a free online visit, go to 4 slash eavesdrop5. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com forward slash E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P and the number 5, 4 slash eavesdrop5. The prescription, the prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with the physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Now think about the... The, the weird situations that you can get into, the embarrassment that you may, something that you shouldn't be embarrassed about, right? Because a lot of people go through it. Having to show up and have this discussion, it's, not, it's uncomfortable. But when you're able to do an online consultation with people who understand what you're going through, who have, who have experience in the field, they're going to be able to guide you in the right direction. This is why I like this thing, right? This is why I like 4 because they're able to, to help you without the awkward in-person conversation in situations like these where you're quarantined and there's nothing to do like this this solves that it it it, it absolves you from having to go outside okay so uh remember that's for hymns.com slash eavesdrop you have to see the website for full details and safety information because this could cost hundreds if you went to an in-person doctors right or pharmacy. This is this gets taken care of online as it should right for hymns.com forward slash eavesdrop five is the way to go for you to start your trial today now we're going to move on to the second one one of my favorites out there and that is none other than doordash as you guys know i'm a i'm an avid avid user of of doordash i use it daily i mean that daily i use it any single time that I, I think the last order was 400 bucks and it was from Panda Express. We were having a content day and for content here at the Hex Quarters, we like to feed the talent. I'm part of the town, so you know that we're going to eat good. Uh, and instead of having Maddie go out and go get the food, we just ordered DoorDash, ordered a bunch of stuff, uh, and, and, and we did it well, right? We, we, we had good food because between the never-ending laundry cycles – the incoming emails. You've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese? They want pizza? And someone is craving Froyo? There's something for everyone on DoorDash. Continue. You know what's crazy is that Seth is the only dude that always orders something different than somebody else. And I don't know why. My man's just picky. Um... The other thing is that you can continue supporting local restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on your DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. That is so true. That is so true. That is so true. So you can support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash, right? DoorDash is the application that brings you food that you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash application. Choose what you want to eat or do what I do. Close my eyes. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Pick. And whatever you land on, you pick. Unless it's something that you really want, but that's the way that I do it. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash application, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. We have a table outside. Boom, you put it on there. You watch them get into their car. Once they get into your car, you allow that that distance to happen. You grab your food, bring it inside, open it up, and enjoy your meal because that's the way it should be. 
Okay, DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more and zero delivery fees for the first month when you download the DoorDash application and enter code EAVESDROP. That is $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees for a month when you download the DoorDash application in the App Store and enter code EAVESDROP. E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P. Don't forget, that's code EAVESDROP for $5 off with your first order of DoorDash. Let's get back into the mix with my man Ben. So yeah, so really we were um, almost exclusively interested in the franchise model because we felt that the only real way to extract value from our perspective as sort of a newcomer into the scene was through locking in sort of longevity with a game publisher Mm -hmm. and gaining access to media rights um, through the league distribution pools because media rights scales exponentially and sponsorship scales linearly linear linearly linearly so basically linearly yeah yeah so sponsorships going like that but media rights should go hockey sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, as the number of eyeballs come in, the value of the media rights should should skyrocket. And our only way to gain access to that was through a franchise model. Uh, and so that's why we really honed in and keened in on that. Obviously, also, especially with League of Legends, they had the promotion relegation model at first. And I know Call of Duty also had that too. Um, that's scary as an operator of a business when you are trying to lock in sponsorship deals and all the other different things that come with running the business to have, you know, a plan. How can you, you can't plan for five years if you you don't know you're going to be there in six months. Right. Right. That's really scary to put a lot of money into something like that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Trust me. I mean, for me, it became just like, just like you out of passion and it's just something that I like I love doing right do you see do you ever see yourself not being a part of this thing like now that you've discovered it like no whether you whether you get to a point to where you you get lucky enough to be able to just you know sit back and enjoy your team uh and, and not that you don't do that now not that I don't do that now but there comes a sense of relief when you're able to say okay we're 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 on autopilot now Right, like now it's all about maintaining. Dude, it's all about hundred percent. So, like my biggest um, realization of that came actually very recently when the Super Bowl was in Miami. It was in town. I was sick with the flu. I, I, looking back, I was like, "Oh, did I have corona?" No, I did not. I, you I, don't know. Antibodies that. were no, no. I had the antibody uh, test was negative, Ooh. so I haven't had it yet. Um, unless the antibody test was, uh, was false, positive, false, false negative, negative but yeah. in any event. So we had a really big war zone, um, modern warfare event at the Super Bowl with a sponsor with Verizon media. And I was sick with the flu and we had this massive event where we had NFL players. We had our guys, we had this Verizon execs. It was a, this massive party that I couldn't go to. And we had sponsorship elements, media elements, tournament elements, you know, all the different things because we ran basically a 2v2 tournament. Um, And I missed it. And I was supposed to be there to, you know, to to be the leader there and and give a talk and and pep talk to everybody there and 
and we were releasing a, a trailer for for some a piece of content that we were working on with Verizon, uh, and I and I couldn't go to the event, and my wife went instead of me, uh, or, or she's much better than me representing me uh, at these events. But really, the takeaway from that event was like, holy shit, this thing was executed near flawlessly, and I wasn't there to be like, oh, you got to fix this, or you got to fix that, or you got to fix this, or you got to fix that. And we just really have an incredible team now where if I'm out of commission or if I need to, like I said in the beginning of this, just be there to empower people to do their job the way that they can do it, then shit, I've, I've made it, right? Because then I can sit back and be like, I got great people here. Let me focus in on the things that I love, the competition, the players, that that relationship with players, um, the, the game stuff, the coaches, I love I love dealing with that stuff. Um, that's just, that. Those are the types of things that really drive me. Yeah, good, and and it is right. And having the opportunity to to enjoy your team without the endless and I mean endless amount of little things, little fires that you got to put out on a daily basis, is one of the most satisfying things to experience, right? Because yeah. you you actually remember why you got into it, right? Like the business stuff will always get in the way to some extent. Some love doing that part. Some love doing the, the, the analytics behind the finances, the analytics behind uh, why we're losing, why we're winning, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, competition, playing games, having fun is like at the core base of all this thing. And for me, mm-hmm. that is like the 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 sweet spot, right? Where you have the, the support system, the infrastructure, and I know this more than ever right now. I know this more than ever now because, you know, with partnering with Andy, um, I get to experience that sort of support, right? Because for very for a very yep. long time, it was just, you know, just me. Now, Andy loves this thing, right? He's he's like, uh, he's, a, he's on it 24-7. I wake up. I know, man. The, my man's has favored it a thousand things. I'm like, man, get some get some rest, go watch a movie. But he's in it, and and I appreciate that because he gets to do the stuff that I'm not, str- I, I'm not strong at because just my mental is just not there. My passion for spreadsheets is not not there, right? So I I uh, I'm enjoying that part of uh. Of, you may not be strong at it, but you are good at it because you build your company from the ground up into something massive, which is still big and still massive and still growing and still like the most popular iconic brand. I mean, so you may you may not love it, but you're good at it. Uh, yeah. I, I, no, again, it's it's that part, like the other side of the, of yeah, the not, no, not fun sure. part. I try to get Andy, I'm like, yo, we're gonna go to every single event and it's gonna be fun. We're gonna go, we're gonna cheer on the boys. We're gonna make sure that they have their waters and we're gonna be doing that. And he's like, every single one? And I'm like, why are you like let's let's just go enjoy ourselves man we get to wake up early have some breakfast go watch some oh, games no. get a get oh, a no. ni- get That's an eye cap get an eye cap at around five o'clock and then go to bed at like nine you know you go to your room, That's the, go to listen, room. That's the best Go yeah. to bed by nine. I'm loving that. Yeah, I tr- trust me. People, people downplay that now. Young kids downplay that. It's like oh, I'm a night owl, night life, no team, no, no sleep. But when they get to a certain age, they're gonna be like, man. I've, but I've always been like this, right? I've, I've always been the dude that goes to bed early, right? Uh, my friends, who I'm still friends with today from high school and all through our twenties, they they sometimes post pictures of like them at a nightclub and i was like yo i remember that night i was having the, the best sleep i've ever had in my life it was a good it was a, it was a good night for me and uh, I, I, I always uh, that's amazing i always joke with with our guys uh 
pre-COVID when I'm I'm like you, man. I'm I'm lights out, eyes out by nine thirty, but I'm also eyes open by like five five thirty. So I'm I'm up really really early and I'm ready to go. And so our our COD guys would come into the office at around two p.m. Mm-hmm. and they would they would walk in with with deadpan face and be like good morning mm-hmm. and i what do you mean good good morning I've already, i'm like two, i'm like i'm like two and a half meals in like my day's going like this and they're walking in straight face yeah. good morning yeah and i'm like no it's not good morning it's it's good mid-afternoon i'm i'm, yeah. I'm ready to go pick up my kid from school and go to bed yeah yeah, yeah. you know five o'clock dinner <laughs> yeah uh but yeah, it's wild, man. What are your hopes for for this industry? And I'm not talking about a specific esport. I just think esports as a whole. Uh, in no other time in sports or competition has an owner been able to own multiple teams in multiple. Oh, actually, yes, they have. Right, there are several ones that have, uh, you know, that ownership, but not a lot of them do. It's not the the culture that we're setting is sort of standard now, right? Where a team owner owns several teams in several esports uh for at one point i was just a call of duty team owner right and then all of a sudden halo comes into play and then counter-strike comes into play but you know traditionally it's always been this like sole focus like jerry jones only owns the cowboys from what i know i obviously don't do don't read up on 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 that dude even though he's like five minutes this way yeah what what are your hopes for, for the for the for the future of all this like what what's the end not the end goal because i know this will never stop for pe- passionate people like like us, but what is it? Mm, that's actually a great question. I mean, you know, there's I guess it's twofold. Is one is to never fo- never stop focusing on providing a platform that allows for the best damn players in the world to shine, right? Because I think if we've done that, we've all failed, right? So if you if you're not showcasing the best players in the world then we're not providing the most valuable form of sports entertainment that Mm -hmm. I think that we can be doing. And so by that, you need to have really good amateur path to pro circuits, right? The various under layer leagues. I think we need to be really focused on always trying to continue to provide the best entertainment and sports value that we can. And so part of that also comes in for me is really building and focusing in on like a sustainable model. I know it's like a boring ass buzzword, but it's true, right? Because right now the the publishers hold a lot of the power and the weight in the industry. Mm -hmm. And us as team owners are sometimes little tentacles of off of the game publisher. When I think when you really look at it, we provide a, a tremendous amount of value back to them and trying to create that equilibrium amongst ourselves is one of the things that I think we as as team owners, and I know you've been very focused on it and, and your boy Andy has too, is really trying to balance out that value proposition between all, everyone in the ecosystem. Really for me, if that's one thing we can accomplish over the next three to four years or even two to three years, is that, that balance, mm-hmm. achieve a better balance. Because uh, I think it's sometimes uh, unweighted, weighted unevenly. Mm-hmm. But I'd flip that back to you, man. What would you say on that one? I, I want to get to an autopilot, to an autopilot uh, place. I want to get to a place where showing up to competition and winning is like my main focus, right? Instead of having mm. to deal with like how are we going to continue to take, you know, 
build this plane as it's flying, right? Because that's what we're doing. Like we're we're already we're, we're already up that. there, right? We're already up there, and we're like fixing this thing here, putting out this little fire there. Uh, we need more fuel. We need more fuel. We need more fuel. Uh, oh, another passenger we need to pick up. We need to drop off another passenger. Like these, all these stopping goes. Um, you know we'll get to a place to where it's just autopilot like there's processes that's just going to be like this is how it's done here it goes there's the best best way to do it where it's fair to both parties uh because at times in esports specifically it's so player sided and i'm with it to a certain extent if it's fair it's fair but if it isn't and there are some situations in which there, which there isn't and sometimes uh organizations are vilified uh for certain decisions that they make where it's all fine and dandy when the bills are getting paid and somebody's getting their salary, but the second that a business decision to continue to do that for the majority of the organization has to make that that one dude is like, well, since it's not benefiting me anymore, fuck this organization. You know what I mean? So I, mm -hmm. I think I think that once we put those processes in 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 in, uh, in place, I'll be at, at a at a much enjoyable place. But at the same mm -hmm. time, at the same time, and obviously I wouldn't be, you know, doing the the energy thing if I didn't love doing this this build right i it, it, it could have been really easy to be like all right cool done see you later guys Woo, did it fuck yeah let's go but there's something about building that just keeps you going the same way ants and bees and i mean any animal out there with instincts that nobody teaches them instincts obviously uh they're, they're just building right they know nothing but to wake up work sleep Right. I think yep. that, that I'm that sort of human where I'm just I, I, I don't know what I would do if I had to wake up, make breakfast for for the for the wife and kid uh, and then watch TV. Like what what th there has to be some sort of product. There has to be some sort of goal that I'm working towards on a daily basis. Otherwise, what's the point? I tweeted out yesterday uh, a, a commercial that I worked with with uh, Game Fuel. Um, it's okay. my, I think it's my first commercial, and I came up with this idea as to how you know game fuel it's is. Dope. Thank you. It, it's it's uh, my idea was that you know you look at everything, right? You look at your 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 uh, your mice and keyboard. You look at your controller. You look at your at your cameras, your your monitors, everything. Like what other what other tools do you use that are on your desk at all times? And then I'm like, I looked at game fuel, and then I'm like. I'm going to pitch this to them and hopefully they are cool with it. I don't know. Like, I, I just know that at a certain point, certain points in, in the year, advertising companies like to release certain pieces of content. And I just got lucky enough that I, that I picked partners so good that I'm able to sort of just pitch an idea. And sometimes they're like, yeah, let's do it. Or sometimes like, yeah, next year. But this year, I decided that I was going to win Content Creator of the Year. I just this is my creative outlet. I've always been an artist, and I've always like liked making people laugh, making people feel something through content. So mm -hmm. I'm, I, I said, I said to myself, uh, I'm going to win Content Creator of the Year this year, right? And I'm going to win it for my for my family, right? For the Energy family, I, I got to bring something to it. I got to bring something to 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 Energy that says, hey. I too, I'm, I am also a content creator, right? The C and CEO for me is camera guy, content, executive, you name it, right? Chief, mm -hmm. I don't know about that. But uh, I I, uh, I was talking to Matt and I told him about my idea. And he said, why? Why are you like doing all this? Like, right, you have me, you have Josefo, you have like all these these people that, that do all the work. Like, why do you continue to want to edit your own videos? Why do you continue to want to be a part of like, a, and I... I don't know anything else. I don't know what I would do mm -hmm. with myself if I wasn't creating some sort of 
anything. Uh, and, and I think that goes that goes for your personality as well from what I've seen because having success already and then stepping into this thing and saying, all right, this is video games. I like video games, but I also want to make it a game for me. And I want to be able to beat this game. Whatever beating the game means, I'm going to go towards that. And you work towards it daily. 100%. That's your you've you've nailed it right. It's that continuing growth and drive and passion for something, and it it can be applied to different industries, right? It doesn't you don't have to be a a professional gamer and then that's the only way you could be as part of this industry. You have to have a passion for hard work, creativity, enthusiasm. All of those things are hallmarks of success. Mm-hmm. As he's coming coming back in. If you how, were how it, long? Yeah, good. How long did it take you from? conception of this idea to releasing it yesterday how long was that process uh well the editing process i partnered up with the same guy that we used to do the the campaign that the call of duty miniseries on the huntsman at the beginning of the year that was the other mm-hmm. thing right like when when we were doing this i'm like i want i want to do a vision-esque video series for call of duty that lives on call of duty i executive produced that that content and then i met um i met uh jeff ross from uh, big Texas entertainment here in Texas. Dude's right down the street, and I and I hit him up. I'm like, hey, amazing, small yeah, world, small world, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, I, I I don't know. Anyway, we shot that, and I had so much fun. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put this on on here, right? So I already did this. I'm already doing my vlogs. I'm already doing the 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 this the the podcast. I'm on energy and and Huntsman content. I'm on other people's content. I don't stream, but I was gonna. Hey, long story short, I was on. I had this mission that I needed to bring honor to my team, and the only way that I felt because what I was doing already was not enough. I wanted to 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 lead the way of wanting to strive for something and doing it, and I just got in me, and I could not shake it, and I was just like, I gotta do more, I gotta mm. do more. So when I pitched them, and they were like, Hell yeah! Like I was like, Awesome! Let's let's go from from the bedroom to the stage. This is how it goes. Everything like everything and then the, the way that that you got I would, me amped up to go check this out now yeah well you know it's i i, I was I'm, I'm very proud of it so you should um i don't know it's it's uh it's one of the things uh i know that, that, that you're running short on time and my man's uh asher over there needs needs some attention so I'll, I'll just ask you one one last thing what's uh what what are you looking forward to uh, before before you answer the next question right on, on what it is you're looking yeah. forward to for the rest of the year post covid i want to thank you for for your leadership inside of the owners meetings uh, you know the, the the voices need to be heard, and you're very very good and not shying away from asking a question. And and I appreciate that about you. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of times people get timid in those those group sessions, and I'm 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 not gun shy. Yeah, uh, I, I may not be great inside Call of Duty as a player, uh, but I'll I'll do my best do my best on the other side of the table and and try to help us all out in those meetings. But yeah, sometimes. You know, sometimes these meetings get so uh, lost into the weeds and people forget big picture or sometimes people need to be called out on some bullshit, right? And you know, sometimes people try to sell you a, a bag of goods that, that they know ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> and someone's, someone's got to call them out on it. And unfortunately, a lot of times that happens to be me. But I, I, I kind of relish that opportunity. I'm never trying to be rude to someone. No, no, no. I think a lot of times just shit needs to be said. Yeah, because uh, that's the only way we're going to move forward. Because if everyone's thinking it on our end, got to come out with it. Yeah, you know? and and, and it's you the only do. Way you're going to get something. You do a really good job at being respectful in the way that you 
position some some thoughts and uh i know that you see me on the side i side text you with a retweet rt for what you just said i'm the opposite i I get in there and i'm like okay this is this is my time to be be a part of it i can't be look at me look at me look at me i got something to say uh and and also the way i talk the irony is everyone the irony is like everyone's like okay hex what do you think astro what do you think yep you know because we're all looking to you guys too yeah but you know at at the same time i'm like uh i the the way that I approach that is 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 uh, you know I'm I'm finally able to sort of share this 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 thing with everybody else that's that's a part of this machine, uh, where before it was just like okay it's, it's only my team only my team only my team don't worry about anything else now I get to say it's like all right we're all in this together let's see what everybody's thinking man. Olivier one... from from Paris also super boisterous I, I love that dude yeah any single time I hear that French voice come through that speakerphone I'm like ooh he's about to say something. <laughs> yes. No, but it's right. The reality is we're only as good as our weakest link in this whole thing. And that includes the publisher and the game side, right? Like we all need to be acting in unison. And if we're not, and you got people going this way and someone going this way, well, guess what? That means shit's going to be broken. Yeah. So, um, yeah, dude, it's, it's been, it's been an interesting ride. That's for sure. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I do like the fact that, you know, Call of Duty for or, or what we're dealing with, they've been very responsive in in what we've been doing. Are we moving as fast as we should? I don't think so. But what, what we with what we've been handed on year one of this new thing, I think that so far so good. But we do need a lot of uh, a lot of people to be accountable for the stuff that they say that they're gonna do. And you know, at the end of the day, we all want to create some dope product that people are just gonna love to to be entertained by, and that is the end goal in every single thing. When you create something cool, money is gonna follow. And if you put money, right. if you put if you put business first in any product, I don't know. I don't think it works. I think it, it, everything that has been successful in life has come out of passion for something, whether it was building cars. Whether it was building spaceships or building payment systems on the internet, like everything comes from passion, right? Just because passion, somebody product wa- and user experience, and the user experience is the most important, man. That's why That's we right. we have to take care of that entertainment aspect of it. Uh, ben, thank you so much. Uh, hopefully, one day. I'm um, actually not hopefully. We will do this in person uh, soon. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm and, down. And I'll I'll take uh, two hours of your time when we do that. We'll talk about everything. I appreciate. It. Thank you for having me, man. I really do appreciate it. And, and sorry for the disruption of the family cor- quarantine podcast edition. Not at all, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, Asher. See you later, buddy. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. All of Ben's information is going to be listed down below. I'm going to put only his personal information because you need to follow my mans. Uh, and I do appreciate you guys uh, stopping by. Leave a like on the video. Leave some questions. Uh, if you guys have some more for Ben, I'm sure that he'll be on the... on. Hit him up on Twitter if you have any questions uh, or any additional thoughts that you may have on the podcast. Thank you so much. Matt, hit him with the music. We'll see you guys on the next one. Huge shout out to both Hams and DoorDash for sponsoring the podcast. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Goodbye. <laughs>